Welcome everyone, live from CRC Sydenham in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to CRC Live on Live FM. My name is Josh and my co-hosts today are Van, Christine and Deborah. Our special guest today is Nathan, the part-time fisherman and full-time school teacher. Hi Nathan, welcome to the show. Thanks Josh, thanks for having me. No worries. So we'll get started off with a few questions. Um, how, how do you enjoy teaching? And yeah, I yeah. enjoy teaching. Um, yeah, look, I love teaching. I've been here at Sydney now for 10 years. Um, I started here in 2014 as a graduate um, out of university. Um, I think teaching for me was about combining my passion of working with young people. My background was in um, youth work prior to becoming a teacher, um, but I also had a number of construction jobs and different labouring jobs, and a lot of my good friends work in the construction industry, so I saw that working, especially in the, uh, the VCAL and vocational major areas, you know, somewhere where I could combine both of those loves in my life, so working with young people and, um, you know, working with people who want to go into trades and the workforce and um, yeah, I think it was a great combination. Did you ever enter a trade yourself or? Um, I did uh, lots of labouring, so I worked for a couple of years as a landscape labourer. Yeah. Um, I've also uh, had a neighbour that was a bricklayer, I used to do quite a bit of work with him. Um, so a few different part-time jobs, tried a few different trades, um, but nothing really full-time, but um, once again, yeah, a lot of my friends are in trades, so I've also worked with them on things like school holidays and stuff as well, so yeah, it's been a great experience. Right, um, as I mentioned before, Nathan's also a fisherman. So, Nathan, do you want to give us a rundown of what your favourite species to target and um, whereabouts? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I suppose I first got into fishing when I was about five years old. Um, and the first fish I ever caught was a rainbow trout out of the Goulburn River uh, yeah. with my uncle. And ever since that moment, I just I fell in love with it. So, I've been fishing for about 30 years now. And still to this day, trout fishing is my number one. Number it's one. Um, what I love doing. Um, catch a lot more brown trout than rainbow trout these days. Yeah. but. Um, um, definitely trout is my number one species to target. Nathan, since you're an expert, can you like teach me how to fish? Yeah, absolutely, Vance. Because on Friday, yeah, I went, I went to like a fishing ground, two hours, two hours like drive. We stayed there for like 10 hours and we caught zero fish. <laughs> Yeah. Give us a like, tip. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, I think that is one of the things about fishing is that not every trip is successful. Um, I'll tell you a story about um, one of my international trips where I had zero success a little bit later on. Um, but I think, look, to get started, um, always do a little bit of research about where you're going and what sort of species are in the area um, because that will determine how you approach your fishing. So, um, especially if you're using bait, um, depending on the species you're targeting, there are certain species that like different types of bait. So, having a look at that. Um, in terms of your setup, so whether you have like a, a running sinker rig or or whether you're using a float to have the bait up the top of the water, things like that can be helpful. Um, depending if it's uh, freshwater or saltwater as well, you've got things like tides can have an impact if you're fishing in the ocean. Um, moon cycles, they say, can play a bit of a part, but also air pressure as well, um, in particular for, I think, freshwater species. They said that the barometer has quite a large impact on, on um, their willingness to, to, um, to eat the bait. Um, other things I find as well is sometimes if you're lure fishing, for example, you can actually try and tempt a bite, not just because the fish is hungry, but it might be an aggression strike as well, So, which is what happens a lot with trout fishing. If it, there's something's in their territory, they'll try to actually attack it. So they might not be eating the, the lure out of hunger, but sometimes out of protection of themselves. So, Like Murray Cod, right? Yeah, like Murray Cod, absolutely. Yeah, the idea yeah. is just to annoy them enough to bite. Yeah. So, do you go saltwater fishing as well? Yes, I do. Yeah, so I do both. Um, I probably do spend more time freshwater fishing, but over the summer months, um, definitely saltwater. Um, 
uh, back in COVID, my father-in-law, uh, father-in-law and I uh, made a decision to go in Harvey's and buy an old boat together. Um, it was always something we'd spoken about and obviously during COVID we couldn't travel or anything like that. So I think people were save, able to save a bit of money and um, yes, yeah, so we went in Harvey's, we bought a boat together. So I've been trying to get out in Port Phillip Bay a little bit now. What boat did you decide to buy? Uh, so it's a Swiftcraft Seagull. So it's a right. 1980s model. Um, we bought it off a gentleman in Heathcote. Um, he'd refurbished it. He'd only primarily used it on Lake Epilogue. Yeah. yeah, for fresh water. So um, yeah, so that's, that's my pride and joy. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so what's the biggest fish you caught? Oh, biggest fish. Um, so caught a decent sized bluefin tuna out of Portland once. That's probably about 25 kilos. Um, otherwise, a uh, largemouth nanagai up in Port Douglas, fishing on the Great Barrier Reef there. Um, and also over in Fiji, I was lucky enough to catch a GT over what there. What did you do Ooh. with it? Did you eat it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So out of those three, um, the tuna is obviously delicious. Yeah. I love fresh tuna. Um, but the GT in Fiji was probably one of the best things I've ever eaten. We took it back to the resort and they cooked it up for us. And mm. it was, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, I love eating tuna. Yeah, yeah. Um, so good raw. What fishing method or technique do you prefer and why? Yeah, so for me primarily, uh, freshwater, pretty much all lure fishing these days. So um, as I said, with uh, trout fishing is my passion. So I really love, I've got a pair of waders, which are like waterproof pants essentially. So I like to jump into a, a creek and go for a walk and, and sort of flick lures around. It's quite an active way of fishing rather than sort of just having a bit of bait in the water waiting for the fish to come to you, go looking for them. So I really like the problem solving aspect in that. Um, but yeah, if I'm fishing out in the boat, yeah, generally we use sort of soft plastics or bait. Yeah. Mm. All right, so if you're just tuning in now, you're listening to CRC Live on Live FM, live from CRC Sydenham in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Josh, and my co-hosts today are Van, Christine, and Deborah, and our special guest today is Nathan. So. Nate, what was, like, a funny or, like, really good experience with, like, fishing? Yeah, so I think uh, a funny one that comes to mind for me was um, I was with my uncle who actually introduced me to fishing. He had a boat, uh, or has a boat, and um, I was with my um, wife's family as well. We're up in New South Wales over the summer holidays, and we're out in the boat, and we saw there was a flock of birds were sort of diving, which usually indicates there's bait fish in the area, which means there's usually larger fish like salmon or kingfish chasing them around. So we went over, and we threw, sort of were throwing some big silver lures into the water to try and tempt a bite, and uh, my father-in-law threw his out and actually got it tangled around one of the birds, and and um, it ended up sort of getting tangled around its legs. So we had to reel the bird in while it was flying around to try and release it. And we got it on, on board and it was, it was all okay. The bird was fine. But after we got it untangled, we sort of had it wrapped up in a towel and it managed to escape from the towel and then proceeded to do a lap around the boat. And then it stopped at my father-in-law's feet. And there's about, uh, about, a, about a one second pause and they made eye contact, they stared at each other and then the bird pecked him on the toe and then took off. And it was very funny. It was almost like payback for what it had done to him. So it was very right. funny. And where was that? That was off um, New South Wales, right? Yeah, up in Eden in New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, right. South Coast. I'm actually going there um, on school holidays first week. Oh, fantastic. Down to Eden, yeah. yeah fresh, uh, saltwater fishing. Yeah, fantastic saltwater yeah. fishing out there. Down the inlets. Yeah. So it should time. be good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah. Um, what fishing gear or tools would a beginner should have and advice you would yeah. give them? Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, the best way to start with fishing is just the basics. Keep it simple. Um, you really don't need a lot of complex gear to sort of to get out there on the water. As you, as you learn more, obviously, you can upgrade and, and try different things. But I think just to get started... Um, you just need a basic rod, um, hook, sinker, swivel, and some bait, really. That's really all you need to get started. Um, once again, do a little bit of research about the area you're going, what sort of species you might find there that will help you choose your bait. Um, but yeah, just keep it simple to start off with. And then as you learn, you can obviously try different things and then sort of upgrade your gear as you go. Mm. 
Do you have a favourite um, fishing spot or destination in the area? Uh, I do. So obviously, I love going up to Eden. We go up there every summer. Um, spend sort of two to three weeks up yeah. there every year doing saltwater fishing. But um, for my freshwater fishing, for trout fishing, I do a lot around northeastern Victoria, so up towards Lake Hilden. Yeah. Um, I love fishing the creeks up there. Um, I try to sort of park my car and get as far off the beaten track as possible, away from you know, the right into the bush. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just love exploring those sorts of areas and getting lost out there. Yeah. Um, have you ever done deep sea fishing? Um, not really. I think um, in Fiji we did a little bit. Um, we went off one of the reefs, but not proper deep sea fishing. Um, the deepest I sort of fished is probably about 50 to 60 metres, but um, yeah, nothing nothing too crazy. I've lost spear fishing. I haven't tried spear fishing. It is something I would love to get into, um, something that uh, I want to learn along with fly fishing. They're two things that I really want to learn about. Um, I have got a friend who does a little bit of spear fishing and really enjoys it, so he's offered to teach me and show me how it all works, which be great. You would have fished deeper than 60 metres of Portland, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, actually, probably, yeah, Portland, yeah, I suppose when we were trawling for tuna, yeah, out there, so yeah. um, I've only been to Portland a couple of times, but usually just trawling sort of on the s- yeah, things yeah. along the surface, but yeah, um, yeah probably depths probably do drop quite yeah, a bit yeah. more there. Yeah, so. just off the um, the bank. Yeah, that's it, off the shelf there. Yeah, so, off the shelf. Yep. Um, so, another question we can ask. Um, can you share any funny or unexpected stories from your fishing adventures? Yeah, so I think there's that one about the bird, obviously, um, so getting tangled up. Um, another story, though, was uh, an unexpected one, not necessarily funny, but an unexpected one was um, three of my friends and I were fishing, I think it must have been about 18 or 19 at the time, and we were fishing in a, um, a lake, quite a secluded little lake there, and um, it's part of a sort of a housing estate, and we actually were fishing there, and we actually found a body in the water. Um, wow. So a guy, had, yeah, we found a guy deceased in the water, so um, we had to Important. sort of call that through, obviously, and um, yeah. And they had to send the, the police out and everything. So, Jeez. yeah, that was probably you the most how? unexpected thing that's you happened. Know how the, he got there? Not sure. No, we don't know the full story. We just sort of had that to yeah, let them know. So. series of um, <laughs> crime scene. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty pretty full on to be involved with. Um, you know, it was definitely unexpected. It was, yeah, um, yeah it, was quite, it was quite a surprise when it mm. happened. But, um, yeah, unfortunately for the poor guy. Um, yeah. You, yeah, what did he do? Yeah. Um, how did you feel when you saw the body? Um, probably a bit of shock. I think um, he was floating face down. Um, so yeah, it was just a bit of shock. I think a bit of you know weren't sort of sure what had happened. Just, you start thinking, oh, you know, I wonder how this person ended up here, things like that. So yeah, never. Yeah, we never found out the end of the investigation though. Do you prefer fishing or teaching? Oh, that's a good question. Um, look, I'm obviously very passionate about both. Um, I think that I love when I get to incorporate both and I try to take a class out fishing every year, um, share my passion with with students and um, look, I'd, I'd love to be able to to teach people more about fishing and you know yeah. and teach more about my passion and share that with people you've so. actually taken kids on an excursion for fishing yeah absolutely yeah quite a number of times we've actually got a class set here of fishing rods um in the vcal center there so I didn't um know that. yeah yeah absolutely oh, so that. um yeah we try to get out yeah once or twice a year and, and take students out fishing so yeah love to yeah try and share that passion with you guys no worries all right so that's all we have time for today thank you to our guest nathan um the fisherman. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's been guys. a great pleasure talking to you today, live from CRC Sydenham in Melbourne, Australia. You have been listening to CRC Live on Live FM. My name is Josh, and my co-hosts today were Van, Christine, and Deborah. Thank you for joining us today. Hope you have found the information useful. Until next time, have a great day. Mm-hmm.